Welcome to the Emily Osmond Show, your place to learn how to market yourself online, find your tribe and grow a business doing the work you love on your terms. As a blogger, presenter and marketing mentor, I understand the ups and downs that come with putting ourselves out there and running our own show. This podcast is here to take you behind the scenes and share the strategies to help you succeed. So let's get into the show. Welcome to this episode, and this is the first month in review style episode. So I'm really keen to hear if you enjoy and if this is the type of content that you love to hear, because I know when I listen to podcasts that this kind of stuff is what I really like hearing, the nitty gritty, the behind the scenes. So I really wanted to share this with you too. So in this episode, I share the biggest lessons and challenges and experience that I've had in the last month, January 2020. But rest assured that what I cover is relevant no matter when you listen, because they're pretty timeless insights. And I know that as entrepreneurs, we're always learning and being challenged and and growing. So I think this conversation could hit home with you. And uh, I'm going to get pretty honest in terms of what is going on in my business. Now, just a reminder, I also have a free Instagram class where I teach the five-step Instagram sales system that is going to help you grow your business without needing to share more content or needing thousands of followers. So go to emilyosmond.com forward slash free and make sure that you register for that one now. And before we get into the show, let me just give a massive shout out to Ingrid at Fox Bell Photography. She's one of my students. She's an incredible newborn and family photographer based in Melbourne. And she left a review saying a little ray of sunshine that she loves listening to my bubbly, authentic and inspiring personality in each podcast episode. And she says the content is relatable, actionable and always interesting. And the style is natural and conversational. So you're always looking forward to a next episode. Thank you so much, Ingrid. And to Robertson Webb. So at Robertson Webb underscore on Instagram. And you said that you are adding this to your favorites on rotation while being all things mum, wife, boss lady, and designer developer. I love that. Awesome. And finally to at Miss Belinda Jane, who left a review on Apple Podcasts. So make sure you do that if you haven't already. And she said they're in and out of meetings. This is a refreshing listen to the podcast while driving around Melbourne. Thank you so much for leaving a review. That is awesome. Now, I know that January really was a month that I feel the big theme and the big thing on a lot of our minds was what's happening in Australia. So in terms of the horrific fires that were happening and for myself going into this year and even in the lead up in December, I was like, right, I'm so excited. I'm going to come out guns blazing and get really loud about my message. And I had quite a few ideas about what I wanted to share. And those first few weeks of January, and I know I'm not alone by saying this, but I kind of looked at what I wanted to share and what I wanted to talk about. And like, this just feels so insignificant and so shallow. And it did kind of slow things down a little bit, I think. But this is what I did share and that I really do believe. And it's that the more that we make 
the more that we can help and the more power we have and we can be agents of change and to give and to go on holiday to those places that need or to send money. And I know that a lot of people struggle with feeling that it's selfish to promote ourselves. And I know that in some ways I I believe that and I feel that too. But I also know that those of us that think these things and feel these things are the people that need to be making the money because we are going to be spending the money in ways that align with our values and support the people and the causes that we care about. And so I know that was a big part of January and I think it threw a lot of us as well. And I know it did for me too, just in terms of, well, what does this all mean and where am I at right now? And what do I share when all of this is going on? But I know that it has strengthened my resolve in some ways to just keep powering forward and to know that in terms of me making money, it's not selfish and that I know I'm a good person and that I'm going to spend my money like I already do in ways that feel really, really good and really aligned. And I hope that you know that too. And so January... I actually took two weeks off or so from my business, pretty much. Conan was home from work and we're building a house this year, which, oh my gosh, is a lot of work. (laughs) I think we're making it a lot of work. We are getting into all the nitty gritty in terms of decisions around what we want in there, liaising with different suppliers. And so those first few weeks, we just worked together on the house. And that was really, really fun. And I loved it. And having Conan at home and being able to kind of go do stuff together, that was awesome. So I really, really loved that. But it also meant that I kind of had a couple of weeks off from my business too. It felt good to have a little bit of a little bit of focus on something else because I am someone that I just love my work and I I wake up on a weekend and I want to work, which probably sounds just silly to a lot of people, but it was good for me to have something else to kind of put my energy and focus onto. I think it it definitely is something that I want to be better at this year in terms of having things outside of my work. Um, And I often have these conversations with friends around, I really need a hobby. And we're all like, what are we going to do for a hobby? But anyway, that was a really cool thing to focus on and to do. Now, January for me in my business was my biggest month yet, which was super cool. And what I brought in was actually close to what I was paying myself in my first few Um, first couple of years in business for the whole year. That's what I brought in in January. So you can imagine it's, that's like, that's a pretty cool feeling and pretty cool to see the numbers. But at the same time, I think that you just adjust very quickly and you're kind of like, yep, cool, done that. That's good. Let's keep doing this. Let's keep moving forward. And so I want to share that even maybe when you start hitting some of your goals, because this is above what my original goals were. I also think that at each stage we get to, there are certainly new challenges that pop up. And so I want you to know that too, as well, which I'm sure you're realizing that when we go on in our business and maybe we reach where we wanted to reach, it actually doesn't mean things are any easier or things are suddenly amazing. They're not, trust me. There are still challenges 
that we face. So I wanted to share a few of what those ones were. So first of all, there are the decisions that need to be made. And I feel that as entrepreneurs, that's kind of our job. We just need to be decision makers, don't we? There's so much that we need to just constantly every day be making decisions on. And that can get quite exhausting and feel quite heavy as well. Because every decision is ours that we need to make. And I know when we're in a job, you can kind of take them to someone else or maybe get feedback from other people. But when you have your own business, it's really just you that is the only one that's kind of privy in making those decisions. So something that came up for me was that I felt a bit lonely and I felt that there weren't a whole lot of people or a whole lot of friends that I had to actually talk about my business with that have similar businesses or in similar places. And I didn't really know what to do about some of the decisions that I needed to make. I certainly didn't realize this at the time, but now looking back and having a few discussions and kind of coming to some realizations, what I can kind of share with you is that there aren't actually the answers that you want or that I wanted. There are just lots of different options. And so it gets to a point where we just need to make a decision. That was frustrating me so much. What do I do? I don't know what the best decision is to make right now. I don't really know who to go to and ask about these things. And like I said, now looking back and and, and going through a few things and, and having a few discussions and asking different people, it kind of comes back to, well, Emily, what do you want to do? Just do that. I'm like, oh, no, I need a black and a white. This is the right thing. But that's just not the case. And so I think when we can get stuck in indecision mode, we just need to pick something. (laughs) We just need to make a decision and just move forward. And then we'll know how it goes. And the thing is that we can change our mind. And I think it feels like sometimes we don't get to do that. And once we've made a decision, then that's it. But it's, it's simply not the case. The other thing is with my personality, sometimes I don't just want to do Sometimes just what the easiest option is or what the normal is. I like to think, well, everyone else is doing that. I don't want to do the same. And that's awesome. That's great. But not all the time. Sometimes it makes sense to just do what is proven and don't try to always recreate something new or create more work for myself. And that's a lesson that I'm learning. Sometimes it's okay to actually just do what has been proven and what is done. So that might hit home with you too. Just do it. And if you're stuck, just make a decision and keep on moving. Oh, it sounds so simple, but it's something that I need to work on. Now, the other thing is I launched my new program called Scalable and um, we're into week three of it at the minute with an incredible group of students and I hit my goal number of how many students I wanted, which was awesome. And what I did was something that I tell my students to do. And I know sometimes there's a bit of resistance to this, particularly when perhaps you are already at a level in your business. But what I did was I got on the phone with people who were interested in my program. And those who know me know that I don't really do a lot of phone calls. I don't have my number out there or on my website or my email signature. That's just not really my style. But what I did was, you know, this is a new course and it's really important to understand my customers and understand where their heads are at and what questions they have, and what they're thinking, the results that they could have, what that actually means to them. And so I absolutely love doing that. It was really, really cool to just get on the phone and chat through 
and really listen to those students. Not all of them joined and a lot of them did. And I really, really recommend doing that when you're launching something new, whether it is a new business that you're launching or there's a new line in your business like what I created to really get to know your customers. And I think it takes being humble as well and being a little bit vulnerable and knowing and accepting that we don't necessarily have all the answers. We need to do a bit of that work to actually to listen and be open and learn too. So that's something that I definitely recommend. That was a move that I felt really paid off as well. Now, something that I felt during January, particularly towards the end of it, was actually a really heavy feeling. I think with the business growth too, I felt a growth in responsibility and I felt really quite heavy and and a bit anxious, to be honest, about my students and their success. And I think with my personality being somewhat of a nurturer and an empath and that type of thing is that I want, I want success for them so bad. And what I've realized, and this is also, I went away to a retreat, which I'm not allowed to talk about right now because it happened in February. So wait for the report back on the retreat that I went to in February, but I'm going to kind of sneak in a few of the things that came up there just for this point was that. I realized through some conversations that I'm not actually the one that is responsible for their success and I can't want success for them more than they do. And I can provide all the answers and the strategies and the feedback, but they need to take action and commit as well. And I can't do that bit for them. And I find it, I find it kind of hard and I want to jump in and, and, and just be everything and do everything. But what was happening was that it does feel pretty heavy to me. And what also happens was because I want to be there for everyone, it also limits my own growth and the growth in my business. And I also had to realize as well that their success looks different to my idea of success as well. And also that they don't actually need me all that much, which was kind of hard to accept that one. But I have students in my membership who've been in there for over a year and never really posted in the Facebook group or reached out. They don't really need me. And so it's a weird thing to think. And I know when I started my membership, I think I actually felt like I wanted people to need me and I wanted to be the one that gave them all the answers. And what I realize now is that's almost not fair to them either because they have so many answers inside themselves. And so my role is to help them bring those out and to not make them reliant on me. And so it's a, it's a weird thing, but it's definitely something that is shifting for me because I know that I can't keep feeling this burden and this sense of heaviness and this sense of responsibility and, uh, you know, losing sleep and feeling anxious. Oh my gosh. So that, that's been a big learning for me and knowing that I don't have to give 100% of me to everyone that I work with and that just a bit of me is enough. So I don't know if that resonates, but it's something that I'm kind of going through right now. And I know that I need to move through this to move to the next stage in my business too and stop kind of capping my own growth, which is what I'm doing. And I can tell you as well that in business, the number one thing that stops any of us getting anywhere (laughs) is what we tell ourselves. It really is. 
It really is. And so for me, I know that's the only thing that's going on in my head right now that's stopping me moving to my next level too. And that's what I'm working on. And so I really encourage you as well. And like I said, I'll talk about this in the next month's review because it was a lot that we looked at over the retreat I went away to. But what it might be that you're telling yourself that maybe actually stopping you from having the results that you want to. So that is my little recap of the month that was. And to be honest with you, I'm recording this halfway through February. So I was trying to go through my diary like, what What happened in January? And this weekend, I'm super excited. I'm flying up to Sydney and I'm speaking at the Australian Gift and Homewares Association Sydney Gift Fair, which is on from February the 21st to the 24th at the Sydney Showground at Sydney Olympic Park. And I'm absolutely stoked. I'm a guest speaker and I'm running two free Instagram masterclasses. And I'm also hosting a panel called The Business of Design. And I get to feature a couple of my students on this panel and dig into their own insights and learnings about marketing and business. The fair is free to attend and the masterclasses are, but make sure you register. So go to agha.com.au and come along. I would love to meet you. Please come up and say hi. And don't forget, go to emilyosmond.com forward slash free. And I've got a free class waiting for you there, which is all about how you can use Instagram to connect and convert. And I do a feature of a student each month. And at the moment, it's an incredible woman called Laura. And she shared that she had a beautiful little baby, had a little bit of time off. And her first day back at work after maternity leave, she knew what she needed to do with her Instagram. She implemented it and she got three new clients on her first day back. So it's the power of actually having an Instagram sales system in place. So make sure you go to emilyosmond.com forward slash free and get your name down so you can take part in the free class. All right, that's it from me and we'll speak soon. Thank you for listening to The Emily Osmond Show, brought to you by my Instagram freebies, which you'll find at emilyosmond.com forward slash free. So please take a few seconds to leave me a review, subscribe so that you don't miss an episode, and be sure to take a screenshot of this podcast, upload it to your social media, and tag me at emilyosmond so I can give you a shout out too. Until next time, remember connection over perfection. You've got this and we'll speak soon.